Running with Jake, the quick hit. Hey, this is Jake from Running with Jake, the podcast. Full-length episodes come out every Wednesday, but this is the quick hit. It's a short podcast which is audio taken from one of my Facebook live sessions. Hopefully you'll take some great value from it. Let's crack on. Take a listen. Hi guys, it's Jake here from the Running with Jake podcast. I hope you're well on this Saturday afternoon. Uh, This video is probably one of the more difficult videos for me to do. One of the most difficult stories for me to share with you. And the reason being is it is very personal to me. It's something that I have struggled with for many, many months, virtually all year. It's been in my mind. And that's a a race that didn't go according to plan for me. It was a, a bad experience. Now, I think, what is this video really about? It's a story of failure, disappointment, setback, beating yourself up. And then what do you do at that point? Where do you go from there? Because no matter what your goal is or goals with running and with life in general, you are not always going to achieve every single goal that you set your mind on. You're just not because that's not real life. And and if you if you don't have those setbacks and if if you don't miss the target sometimes, maybe those goals aren't lofty enough for you. Maybe they're, they're not meaningful enough for you. Now, there's seven lessons that I learned from this uh, experience, this race that I was not I was not strong enough to finish. Seven lessons that I learned. It took took me a long time to really formulate this in my mind as well. It's not an easy thing to to kind of reflect back on and go, well, I learned this the day after. It's not that easy. It takes time to formulate. Hence why it's been so long before really talking about it in any, any great depth. So before I get into the seven lessons I learned, what was the race? Well, some of you that follow me a lot on the various channels will know that I took part in the Manchester Marathon back in 2019. I've always had the dream that's very personal to me to break three hours. I've never, ever had an attempt at that. I've never tried to break three hours other than on that day uh, in April on that Sunday morning in Manchester. And I trained hard. I trained well. I'd used some science to underpin my training. I've been very committed. And when it came to the race day... Uh, I was in pretty good shape. I was well rested. I was feeling good. I was in good spirits. All those things that you kind of want. And then during the race, the race was going really well. I kept checking in. I had a strategy. I kept checking in with my pace and how I was feeling and fueling and all those important things. And then as I got further and further into the race, my mind was not where it needed to be. It was not where it needed to be to extract maximum performance. I just want to talk about that for a second. I want to explain what I mean by that. If you have a goal and that goal is really challenging to you and meaningful, that goal to 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 get the most out of it and increase your chance of achieving it you've not just got to have that physical ability you've got then got to have the mental ability to extract that performance because it doesn't really matter how fit or strong you are if your mind is not in the right place for you to utilize that performance that you've got does that make some sense and when i say i was not strong enough when i say i was not strong enough on the day of the manchester marathon to finish the race and achieve what i wanted it wasn't physical it was mental it was pure mental I was feeling physically pretty good in the race, as well as you can feel trying to push and race in a, in a marathon, 26 miles. I got to mile 18, and the long and short of it is I, I stopped. I quit, for want of a better word. I, I just I just pulled up, I, and I, I was walking alongside of the road. I went to speak to a marshal. I, my mind was all over the place. Physically, I was fine. Of course, I was tired, but physically, I was relatively fine. And I it was a DNF. I didn't finish. I didn't get the medal. I didn't get the T-shirt. I got on the DNF bus, the did not finish bus that takes you back to the race village. There was other guys on there 
that were all injured, wrapped in the foil, uh, you know, the foil sheets. They'd had various calf strains and injuries and niggles that had stopped them. And, and, and there was me and people saying to me, what, what's, you know, what, how are you? What's your, what's your injury? You can't see an injury in here, can you? You know, if you're not limping, you must be of, of sound health or physically, yes. But mentally, I, I, was, I was not in the place I needed to be in. And it was really hard for me. And there was a bit of radio silence. Some of you may recall from, I did share a bit on Facebook the following day, I think. But on the day of the Manchester Marathon, I, I did a live video on the morning of the race. And then that was it. It was kind of like radio silence for the rest of the day. And I was kind of just processing everything. And I just was not sure how I even felt about it. And in reflection, the seven things that I learned that I want to share with you. And the reason I want to share this is I feel... I feel like I'm able to talk about it now. I feel like it's slightly more comfortable for me. On the knocking on the door of the new year, we're all looking ahead, perhaps arranging some goals, some targets, you know, a better year than 2020, fingers crossed. So I think now's the time to talk about it. And I think you're going to get something from this because disappointment is disappointment, isn't it? No matter what, how, what that means in terms of races for you guys. So what was the first lesson that I learned from not completing the Manchester Marathon? Quite simply, the more you want it, the more chance you get the more chance you've got of achieving it. Sounds really obvious, doesn't it? But you've got to want that goal. Now, if you've set yourself a target and it's an arbitrary target you've almost plucked out the air, do you really want that? Do you, do you really genuinely want that? Or is it something that you feel you should? Because you're running one hour and five minutes for a 10K at the moment, do you just feel that you should go under 60 minutes? Or do you actually really want that? Because you've got to put in the necessary work to find those extra five minutes to be able to go under that, you know, dip under that time. So that's really important. Did I want to go under three hours on the day of the Manchester Marathon? And that's something I've thought about for quite some time. Yes, ultimately, I want to achieve that goal. I still do. But in that period, around April 2019, how important was it to me? It wasn't important enough. It just wasn't. The training was there and I had to fight through winter like most of us to get out there and tick those sessions off when you're not feeling like it on a Sunday morning. But come the day, come that weekend, I didn't want it enough. I wasn't willing to suffer. You know, we talk about suffering, but it's physical discomfort, isn't it? If you've got to achieve a goal and it's a running related goal or a sport related goal, it's a physical goal, you're going to at some point feel very uncomfortable during that event, no doubt. Classic, you know, physical discomfort suffering and I just wasn't willing to tolerate that I just didn't have it in me and I didn't want it enough so I think that's really really important lesson to be learned there that you've got to really want that goal and you're in control of this nobody else it's your goal it's not about other people and on that point number two the second lesson that I learned is there is a place to be selfish now if we're good people which I'm sure we all are watching this video it doesn't feel too nice to be selfish it's a hard notion isn't it well I'm going to be selfish I need to think about me but you've got to think about you in that situation. You have to put some time aside for you because if all you do is give, 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 what have you got left for yourself? You're running on empty. You're running on empty. Phil's saying here, you can remember it well. You were tracking me and I completely disappeared. I did. I, I just, yeah, it was like I'd fallen off the face of the earth during the, the Manchester Marathon. But you've got to be a little bit selfish. So on the, on the morning of the race and around that weekend, I was more concerned about other people which you know sounds a bit, oh, my attention was elsewhere. But there's a guy who may even be watching this video that, uh, I forget his name, but I, he, he called me on the train and he said, oh, I follow you on social media. And he was asking me questions and he was talking about his training and things. And I got so into it and I was really passionate and I was loving it, helping him. 
I was just taking the focus away from me. And I do think there's a place to go, do you know what? This is really important to me. I put a lot of work in to this. I need to be a little bit selfish and accept that. Allow yourself to have that mindset. doesn't mean you don't care about other people around you. It just means you care about yourself also. So I think that's really important. Uh, lesson number three is priorities can change. So I mentioned earlier, yes, I want to break three hours. If I'm really honest, when I knew what a good marathon time was and what a good marathon time is for me, because I didn't when I first started to run, you're building this wealth of knowledge. It was several years ago, probably kind of 2012, 2013, that kind of time. It was really important to me. Breaking three hours, kind of all I thought about. And it's really important now. It's come back to almost that same level of importance. Not quite, but almost. But there was a period. There was a lull where it wasn't as important to me. It just wasn't. So your priorities can change. And I think it's important that you you bear that in mind when you are setting goals. And it doesn't mean that you, let's say you want to break two hours in a half marathon. It doesn't mean that you don't ultimately want to achieve that. But is the timing right for you? Is that time now? If it is, great. If it isn't, make that strong decision to park it, shelve it, put it on the back burner. It's not going anywhere. Now, the caveat I want to add to this is obviously when we're talking about physical performance, the clock is ticking. So I'm 42, I'm 43 next year. I had to think then. Yes, 43 next March. So the, by the time I have another go at, at breaking three hours in a marathon, I'll, I'll invariably be 43 at least, the clock is ticking. You know, So now is the time. So time can kind of give you that little bit of a sense of urgency, but timing is very important and understanding that your priorities can change whatever you go. Number four, the fourth lesson that I learned is you will question yourself. I think. I did. I still do. And... If it is a really meaningful goal to you, and I keep coming back to that, if it is meaningful, it means something to you by definition. So you're going to ask yourself questions. Are you capable? I did. Can I do it? Am I mentally strong enough? Well, no, not on that day. Can I build that mental resilience? I used to have it, and I feel, I feel like I lost it a bit. Can I get that back? And all these kind of thoughts and doubts and fears and questions, and I really, really strongly believe that is a completely normal thought process to have to think about am I capable can I do this do I want it you will question yourself and I think that's really healthy so see that as normal uh, number five is is not about the target so if you've just joined me I'm sharing my experience of the Manchester Marathon back in 2019 my only DNF I didn't finish the race I pulled up at 80 miles because I wasn't mentally strong enough here nothing to do with physical ability I just didn't want to be there so I'm sharing the seven lessons that I learned number five is it's never about the target it's never about the time it's what that represents it's getting a bit deep now isn't it what does that mean if I broke three hours I, I could run two and a half hours I could run three hours I could run six hours I'm still going to get a medal, a t-shirt, and a banana. I'm still going to get the the online certificate. I'm still going to be bombarded from by marathonphoto.com to buy the photos for the next three years from the race. I'm, it's still the same outcome, but it's not about the time. It's about what that represents to you. Is that overcoming adversity? Does it is it about pride? I think that's a big thing for me. If I'm really honest, and I wouldn't have been honest about this several months maybe you know maybe several months ago certainly a few years ago it's about pride for me it's about me acknowledging myself and giving myself a little pat on the back that I've achieved something that I find particularly challenging I'm not a natural runner really I didn't at school I was not 
naturally fit. I didn't do cross country and, you know, all this stuff is something I found later in life. This is going to speak volumes to me if I achieve my target. And, and it's about that. It might be the fact that you want to be a good role model to uh, kids you teach at school if you're a teacher or, you know, your own kids or your neighbours or whatever is what it represents. And spending some time thinking about that, I think, can really help you. And it can also help you to understand that, yes, this is important to me. So number six, there's two more for you. The lessons that I learned, I'm sure there's many, many more, but these are the really important ones that really resonate strongly with me. And hopefully this will provoke your thinking as well. So I hope you get the most out of your events and targets next year. So number six, the importance of managing the mental clutter. I don't know about you guys, but it's a very busy place up here. And sometimes I am, I'm okay at managing that internal dialogue and that mental clutter. Sometimes I'm not so good. Sometimes I find it difficult. People that know me personally, the runners that I coach, the people that I'm very open and honest with, I'm very open and honest on here, actually. I'm sure you will know uh, and you will you will recognize that in me. That there's a lot of noise going on. And sometimes you just have to manage that because you can fall into the trap of feeling overwhelmed. You create these this dialogue, this story, several different outcomes of a race, none of which you want, whereas it's about just quieting that noise. Now, there's many different techniques and methods, and that's not what this video is about. It's about suggesting that this is relatively important, I believe, and this is certainly a lesson that I learned from that race, that I just need to quieten things down a bit. You know, do I need to be jumping on Facebook Live as much as I love it on the morning of a race that I've trained for God, I mean, really, in reality, all my life for since I started running. Let's be honest, that's a dream time. Everything I've done has led to that point. So do I really need to be doing that and feel not obligated, but do I need to be smart and say, look, I'm just going to park that for a second. I'm going to reduce some of the noise in here. I think that's really important, especially if it's a meaningful goal. And the final point I want to make and the lesson that I learned, and I'm going to remind myself of this. And I've saved this until the last point because this was this was quite hard for me and I questioned it a lot. You are in control of your decisions. You're in control of the race that you sign up for. You're in control of the time that you attach to that. Absolutely nobody else. And I'll tell you something else you're in control of. You're in control of whether or not you stop or not. Now, I chose to stop. That's my choice. I didn't want to do that marathon because I wanted another marathon medal. If it was my first one, no doubt I would have carried on. And just, you know, slowed down, not got the time I wanted, but just had the experience, tick the box of a marathon and all that stuff. But it wasn't. I've done several, I don't know, 10, 12 marathons. It, it was about the time. It was all about the time for me. And yes, there was probably too much pressure I was putting on myself, but it was my decision to stop. You know, and stripping that back a little bit, taking a step back as well. Next year is a good example of this. There's so many of us that have signed up for lots of races this year. They can't happen, unfortunately. They've been pushed to next year. So all of a sudden, you're doing five races on one day, <laughs> almost. Every weekend, there's a race. It is your decision if you decide to not take part in those races. If you're carrying a niggle, for example, an injury, and you make the smart, brave decision to defer that and not take part, it is about you. It's not about other people. It's not about what they think. And I'll tell you something, and I'm sure many of you will have experienced this. People are so supportive. They are so supportive. The messages that I got from people, you know, people want you to do well. That's what the running community is about, isn't it? We all have our own goals, but we all want to support each other as well. So I hope 
you guys get something from me sharing the lessons that I learned from the Manchester Marathon. Just a very quick summary to bring you up to speed. So this is seven lessons that I learned from the disappointment of not finishing the race. I was not strong enough to finish the race and it's all down to the mental side of my training. I just wasn't there. I just wasn't able to extract that performance. So number one, the lesson is the more you want it, the more chance you will have of getting it. Makes sense, doesn't it? So you've got to really want that goal. Number two is be selfish. Sometimes you just have to think about yourself because otherwise you're running on empty. If you keep give, 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 giving, there's nothing left for you. Number three is priorities change. It, they change in life. So why can't they, can't they change in our training and racing? So timing is key. Number four is you will question yourself. I think it's normal. I think it's okay to question yourself and start to understand you and why you didn't achieve it and where you go from here. Perfectly normal. Number five is it's not always or rarely about the target the time you break 30 minutes in a 5k is it about breaking 30 minutes in a 5k or is it about what that represents what does that mean how does that make you feel number six the importance of managing the mental clutter we all have so much going on up here don't we i'm sure and it doesn't seem to be getting less it seems to be getting more with every passing day we need to manage that if we are in going to put ourselves in a good position to really achieve performances that are important to us and number seven is you're in control man nobody else you want to stop and walk you stop and walk on a training run you want to get on the dnf bus during a race well you do that because it's about you it's not about other people guys have a fantastic rest of the day have a good evening speak to you all very soon that was running with jake the quick hit hear the brand new full-length podcast every wednesday or catch up now by searching running with jake the podcast